the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Major indices open mixed today. We're scotches away. We're fingers away. When you order scotch, you're like, I'll take a finger of scotch or two fingers of scotch. Feels like we're, that's how close we are to all-time highs in the markets. Because it is. I love stock market highs. Not really. I'm not retired. I don't need the money today. So if I'm contributing money, I want to contribute it lower. If I'm pooling money, I want to pull it when it's higher. But that's my rules. So growth stocks edge out value today. There's been a little bit of battle for the soul of Wall Street in the year 2021. Growth versus value. Energy versus big tech. It'll surprise you who's winning. Energy stocks. Chevron's trading slightly higher. It was initiated with an outperform rating at BMO Capital Markets. I remember last year taking a look at oil and it's around 35, 40, 45. 35, 40, 45. 45, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. And then suddenly it's at 75. So here I thought it was in a trading range. Now I'm like, whoa, what did you do while I was sleeping? It moved the bar higher. Um, sectors aren't really all that. It's kind of a wait and see moment this week on Wall Street. The wait and see is earnings season starts this week. Um, and economic data on inflation. Lots of economic data on inflation. I've said this before. I'll say this again. I don't think you have to pay attention to the economic data on inflation. Producer price indexes and consumer price indexes, when you strip out cars and energy and things like that, it starts to confuse the average person. And I think it's you see what you want to see, and I don't ever want you to do that. Other big stories of note. This was just a bit of a shocker this weekend. The All-Star game, that it, it appears some people were arrested in Denver and they were stockpiling weapons in a hotel within bullet shot of the baseball All-Star game. The only thing I can tell you is we have a messed up country right now. And at any point in time, we can all lose our ability to earn money. We can all lose our ability to, how do you lose your ability to earn money? You die. Or worse yet, you get disabled. So you're living, you have healthcare costs, but you don't have the cash coming in to support your previous lifestyle or your current lifestyle. I know you're saying you're harsh. You'd rather get killed than disabled? For a lot of people, yes. Um, interesting weekend. Richard Branson went to space. The stock is down 12.5% today. I can't find a business model in sending people to space. So if there's three space companies, we'll essentially say Amazon's Blue Origin. Blue Origin is funded from a super billionaire 
mega billionaire, Jeff Bezos. Um, without that, our government wouldn't be saying, let's spend billions of dollars to fly into space. Let's get reusable rockets. There's really not a lot of money in the space tourism side of it. If you were to you know, draw on a napkin how many people want to go, how much the cost is going to be, getting the cost lower, I don't get Virgin Galactic as an investment. Now, Elon Musk, with his business model, I think it's more advanced than Blue Origins. Blue Origins can get payload into space, which is lovely. But Elon Musk with SpaceX has gotten – oh, by the way, back to Virgin Galactic real quick. They've got a really kick-butt facility in New Mexico. And I believe it was Bill Richardson who kind of said, oh, yeah, yeah, you, you build Space City and we'll call it Space City America, Space City USA. And I think there could be a tourism angle there, which is pretty cool. Uh, think of a Disneyland but for space. And you get to experience zero gravity or what's going to be the thing there. I don't know. But I can't figure out the business model. Uh, it cops out in my head around $3 billion. Whereas you look at what Elon Musk has done with SpaceX and putting satellites in the sky so that he can sell Internet access around the world in remote parts of the world. Did he just pull that off? He did. Are the speeds better than what we wanted them to be or thought they would be? They are. And the ability to get data into someone's hand who's who's you know working in the Mojave Desert, hundreds of miles from a cell phone tower. Um, the ability to get it into a crowded city, not so good. The ability to get it into a remote forest or desert, easy. That's a much better business model to me, the recurring subscription model, than the get someone up to space once. And the first time one of those rockets goes bad – people are not going to be happy with the stock. So Virgin Galactic stock has surged in recent weeks. Uh, it jumped 17% last Thursday. A successful mission. All the planning looked like it was going to go well, and it did. But what's the future of space tourism? I don't think it's that great. Now, we don't really understand Blue Origin's business model yet, other than uh, basically a bus to space, get payload up there. Maybe a truck to space. I don't know. But they don't have what Musk has. Um, I bring this all up because it was an interesting part of the weekend. And we open the pages today and we see that the stock's not doing as well. I don't know what, we've, what we should make of that. But it is definitely out there in my head that buy on the rumor, sell on the news. The news went well. That's something I can get out of this. Taking a look at the stories of the day, um, wait and see. We have earnings. It's going to be the second best earnings season ever. We're expecting earnings to jump over 63% year over year, but this time last year we were shut down. So we're going to look at some inflation data as well because we've been here before. Ten years ago, we had the financial crisis, which led to the worst quarter ever and massive write-offs, which led to – a jump of over 100% year-over-year in earnings, followed up with eight-plus years of the market continuing to go higher after that. So there's something to learn here. We are having some lingering questions about the Delta COVID concerns. But in the short term, we're going to be focusing on the big banks, um, second quarter earnings, which kicks off tomorrow, then the CPI, the PPI, the retail sales report for June. Um, all very, very important for us to eyeball. 
there's 58 billion three-year and 38 billion 10-year notes auctioned today. We'll see how that goes. What's the demand for safety? That's how I can – when I'm talking about, oh, there's $38 billion in 10-year notes, what's the demand for safety? Safety is you have cash and you know there's inflation, so you're screwed unless you put that cash to work. Cash under your mattress is the worst idea possible. Your house can burn down, but also it's never going to adjust for inflation. And as that soda has cost gone up from 25 cents to 50 cents to a dollar to a dollar, 25, dollar, 50, dollar, 70, 75, two dollars. Uh, kid got a Shirley Temple this week. It's four bucks. I was like, oh. Um, so money on our mattress doesn't adjust for inflation. So right now we're looking at that 10-year treasury and we're going, you know, that's going to fight inflation a little bit at 1.3%. It's better than cash. Government pays their debts. But that's not a robust number to me. Is it to you? It's not to me. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. So we've got a good, interesting week ahead of us. More on that when we come back. I'm Rob Black. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So I have no interest in playing the galactic investment angle. I just don't like I'd rather play Southwest. If we're going to pay to put people on transportation and send them to different locations, I'd rather play Southwest. With that said, I own no Southwest, other than probably an S&P 500 funds. But Virgin Galactic is expected to do about $3 million in sales this year, of which it's expected for about $555 million by 2025. Virgin has said that they've lined up 600 reservations so far, with early tickets going as much as 250000 you can see what they're going to try to do is you want to be up in space for double the time, it's going to be double the ticket price or another 30% more. It's pretty insane. Jeff Bezos is saying, hey, you know, you're know, you not going to have this market all to yourself. Blue Origin, they plan to launch its first trip even higher, 60 miles into air instead of 57 miles in the latter stages of July. There's one analyst who I follow on this, and I, I don't know how credible you can honestly be when you're trying to analyze space tourism, Virgin Galactic tickets he expects could go as high as 500,000 as demand climbs. Do we really have that kind of money? And the answer is, I guess some people do. He thinks Virgin Galactic could generate about 1.6 billion in annual sales and about 500 million earnings before interest, depreciation, taxation, and amortization, EBITDA. Which is pretty interesting because what EBITDA stands for is made-up earnings. It's the earnings that you would have if you didn't have to pay interest, taxes, depreciation, or amortization. And that's not fair. So if you're looking for a space investment right now, it's right there. It's SPCE. I'm not looking for one because I just told you that they're expected to look at about $1.6 billion in annual sales. That's nothing compared to what Apple's going to make in their next iPhone launch. That's nothing compared to what Facebook's going to make in advertising revenue. I'm just not that excited by that number. I like data a lot more than I like basically, you know, a bus service. I know you're saying, Rob, you've never taken a Greyhound bus, have you? I have. I used to visit my brother in college 
which was probably the coolest thing my family ever let me do. Get on a Greyhound bus and, and go see my brother David at his college, James Madison. My brother got to take me to parties and show me that college was kind of cool and that women were beautiful and professors are awesome. I got to go to one of his English classes and read Bartleby the Scrivener the night before, so I was ready to understand what the teacher was talking about. Went to one of his Shakespeare classes where, you know, the teacher was like, hey, on Saturdays I, I buy donuts for all students who want to come in and learn more about Shakespeare. I was like, that's passionate. Here's a professor who's going to buy donuts so he can teach Shakespeare on Saturday when the university won't let him. I like that. It's inspiring. But space doesn't really do it for me. Sunday's mission caps a long series of daring adventures by Branson. In 1987, you may remember this, you may not. He made the first successful transatlantic manned hot air balloon flight. He had an emergency landing in the Irish Sea that nearly killed him. I know you're saying, I kind of forgot that. He was the guy in the hot air balloon. Yes, that was him. You're like, that was a long time ago. Yes. In 1991, he made the first trans-Pacific hot air balloon flight. Seven years later, he attempted to be the first to fly around the world in a balloon, but crashed, landed somewhere near Hawaii. He wrote a book that I got to interview him about many, many, many years ago called Finding My Virginity, which I thought was great because I could say virginity on air legitimately and not look like I was being devilish. So Branson tried to nab a transatlantic speed record in a powerboat, but his vessel sank right before the finish line. This guy doesn't exactly inspire confidence in finishing his big dreams, does he? But virgin music was something. Um... He refers to the descent of the unity on Sunday as an experience of a lifetime. Good. You're going to need to sell that to sell a lot of tickets. Again, I'm not that impressed with $1.6 in annual sales compared to companies that I follow. I get it. But this one's capital intensive. To make a plane cost money. To make a plane with a rocket tied, towards it, towards, uh, tied onto it costs even more money. But those costs will come down. Virgin Galactic is selling for about 24 times 2030 EBITDA. So you're looking, eh, let's call it nine years into the future and saying they don't even have to have money, but you're like, oh, it's the gold rush, Rob. Get in while you can. Branson isn't selling the gold. He's selling the picks and the shovels to get to the gold. No, I don't think so. It's a bus ride. I don't see any other business plan yet. And when I do, I'll let you know. But no one else, you just have to say that you believe in 10 years from now that this is going to be a thing. If we can get Virgin Galactic to do what the Concorde did and fly us across the Atlantic Ocean in three hours, I'm in. Virgin Galactic has a market cap of about $12 billion. And they're not going to earn any money for 10 years. So they do have that business model where they want to learn more about hypersonic travel, making a jet that can go from London to LA in a couple of hours. That is a much bigger market. Hypersonic travel could be an $800 billion a year industry by 2040. That's interesting. I saw that a beach town in Miami has told Elon Musk, if you want to come up with tunnels to get from the suburbs to the beaches so we could exclude traffic from hitting the congested uh, denser parts of the city, we're in. So a contract's going out for Elon Musk to do his burrowing company to 
try to lessen traffic from the remote areas of a city to the attractive areas of the beaches. That's kind of an interesting problem to solve. Hypersonic travel could be an $800 billion a year industry by 2040. That's the attractive part. Getting up into 55, 56 miles in space, that's not all that attractive to me. So although Katy Perry has said that she wants to do with the Virgin Galactic. And Elon Musk, he himself threw down a deposit over the weekend. And that's not even his space company. It's Richard Branson's space company. Branson said at 3 a.m., Musk wandered into his house not wearing shoes. I'm like, that's got a good story tied towards it. Anyhow, and anyway, I'm digressing. Um, That's my angle on Richard Branson, and that's in the news. And I'll probably never, ever talk about it again. I don't know. I'm probably wrong on assuming that, but it's story stock and it's not my kind of story, but it could be your kind of story. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I wish I had a voice that could sing. Can't carry a tune. But I'm pretty good at investing and planning for the future. Last year, we bought a lot of vacation homes in America. Communities like Hawaii and Lake Tahoe are freaked out because the number of visitors are coming and leaving our trash behind. One of the things we want to do when we're in Lake Tahoe or in a vacation home is typically boat. For those of you who bought vacation homes in Death Valley, I don't get it. Any desert, did you see the temperatures this week in Vegas? 116 highest on record. That's too much. That's too much. When you buy ice cream at the store and you put it in a bag of groceries in the back of your vehicle and it melts before you get home, that's too much. So a boat could be an investment based on this vacation home idea. Dealers have been sold out for months. Every dealer out there has very little inventory and they're not going to cut any prices because they don't need to. Now we've heard supply and demand. We've heard the car companies in particular this year really, really, semiconductors too. NVIDIA and AMD are like, we would sell more chips if we had more chips, but we have a supply issue. Same thing with cars and computer chips. Chicken wings. Chicken wings are in such high demand because beef costs went higher that restaurants can't get them. The boating industry is going through a disruption. Families flocked to the waters as vacation getaways dried up in the pandemic. Being out on a boat, you kind of say this out loud. Well, I can't get COVID because he's over 60 feet away from me. So I understand why powerboats are so attractive. Powerboat sales up 21% last year. Now, normally, I'm very interested in any sort of above market growth rates. 21% is a good number. But the powerboat sales hit $19.5 billion. Eh, that's the highest since 2008 when we had a housing boom going on and people were taking money out of their home and going, you know what? I'm going to buy something. What am I going to buy? When I first moved to the Bay Area in 2000, I was shocked to learn that Marin was the BMW capital of the world. I didn't get it. 
first place I lived was Marin when I moved to the Bay Area, in large part because it was close to San Francisco. I didn't know a thing about it. I <clears throat> made a business decision to come to the Bay Area, and I looked at a map, and I said, well, I'm going to work in San Francisco, so what's the closest way to get there? And I chose Sausalito. Bit of a mistake by me. Sausalito is a tourist town. I didn't know I'd have to go by that weird parrot guy to get groceries. You know the weird parrot guy, the guy who dresses like he's homeless and he smells like he's homeless? Only he's making tips from tourists. And I don't want to go anywhere near those filthy, dirty birds, and I feel bad for the birds. But powerboat sales up 21% last year. Registrations of new boats are 38% ahead of last year's pace. Now, the question is, and, and follow me here, and tell me if I'm not the cutest thing you've ever seen. Is the powerboat lake play cresting? As vaccinated consumers start spending their recreation dollars on trips to Euro, um, to Europe and Disneyland. Again, I've already seen some angles on as we're starting to find other areas of entertainment, we're starting to cut back on home entertainment like gardening and setting up an, a really cute outdoor patio so that you could have friends over. So one opportunity kind of kills another. It's like the seasons. Spring is the best season on the planet. For me, East Coast Springs are better than West Coast Springs. Um, you get the warmer weather, which equals the skimpier clothing. We've been bundled up all winter. It's been cold. But then summer kills spring, and I hate it. I hate summer. I have a thing against summer because it's so hot, it takes away that, that wonderful warmth and replaces it with 116 degrees in the desert. Portland was 114 earlier this month, or is it this month, last month? So people, the question is the boating thing, has it crested? And typically I would be, I would say, okay, I think this is a tradable angle, speedboats, motorboats. I don't think it's an investable angle. There's a company called Malibu Boats, MBUU. And I guess if I was smarter than I am, last year when people were buying vacation homes, I would have said, well, they're going to stock it with furniture, sure. But they're also going to stock it with boats. Elves needs boats. Elves needs boats. Um, which, for the record, if Katy, Carey, Katy Perry goes into space, if there were ever a bad mojo, bad karma kind of play, if she were to die in space, she would be the millennials Elvis Presley. How's that for mind trippy? She's living now. We could enjoy her while she's alive. Don't go to space, Katie. So a couple months ago, we thought the motorboat angle was going to start decelerating. It's not. Still having problems getting boats in the dealerships. Boats are being pre-sold before they're being manufactured. An order book like that is monumental and huge. Malibu Sports Sticker Symbol, MBUU. Last year, it's up 10%, which is a pretty good rate of return. But a lot of people believe that it short term has a little bit more to run. That's not my kind of play. I'm not a short term kind of guy. Here's my angle. And this my angle with women has been my angle with investing. And this is not a Harvey Weinstein moment. I fall in love really fast. If I meet a person and they're like awesome, I'm like, I want to spend time with this person again and again and again and again. I'm more of a long-term guy. In my heart of hearts, I wish I could be a, a player. I'm just not. 
um, I meet someone and they, they have some sort of unique talent. Maybe it's a weird eyeball. Maybe it's it's just sweet. I'm like, I'm in. I, I don't want to lose this. So whatever. Same thing with stocks. I want to be a day trader. I just don't know any successful day traders. I've pulled off some of the greatest day trades in my life. I Epic, epic returns where I'm like, you know, honey, we can go spend $10,000 because I made $10,000 today. You're like, that's a lot of money. And it is, but it's tough to replicate and it's tough to do successfully when you're paying taxes. So I'm not going to jump into the boating trend because it's too short term for me, but I can get why you would. Now, other than that one company, Malibu Boats, ticker symbol MBUU, let me give you a couple more because if you're ever going to take a look, you have to kind of compare things. One's called Mastercraft, Mastercraft Boat Holdings, ticker symbol MCFT. So kind of like Microsoft, but with a C instead of an S, MCFT. And there's one called Brunswick. Um, and this is a little bit more vertical the way they've built their businesses. Um, they get the engine blocks from General Motors and Volvo, and then they marinize them, get them ready for the sea, get them ready for the boats. They develop power folding versions for tight spots. They get under bridges. It's not my thing. Uh, a lot of boats now have a lot of high-tech features, um, large cockpit screens, luxury interiors, rear-facing cameras. If you've ever watched the show Below Deck on TLC, I think. Bravo. Ah, dang it. I guessed wrong. You kind of fall in love with the sailboats and the boats, and you're like, that looks like a good life. And then you see the crew, and you're like, they're all good-looking people, and they're hooking up with people. And you're like, I wish I was younger hooking up with people, but now I'm older, so maybe I can afford to go on this boat. But there's something romantic about the sea. As an investor, not for me. Malibu-branded boats are great for wake surfing. You could probably talk to CFP Chad Burton. He was once featured in a wake surfing magazine with his baby, his daughter, basically on his head as he was wakeboarding. It's a pretty cool photo. And of course, what I said, isn't that kind of dangerous that she's not strapped in? Where's her life vest? And that's just like the warrior in me. Not the warrior, the warrior. The worry wart. So I don't get the boating industry, and I, I've missed this in my mind, and I'm going to let it go. But it's a short-term trade that still has some momentum in it because we thought it would dry up by now. But And again, to me, that's a big-ticket item, spending $100,000 on a boat. It better last more than a year, right? Um, the companies are trading very low PEs, so they look attractively valued. But then I go, eh, I don't know if anyone's going to buy them. I don't know if Tesla's working on an electric boat. Should they? I don't know. Something about electricity and water doesn't sound right to me. Companies being valued um, as more cyclical than more momentum with Malibu boats. So they think that, yeah, you know, every 10 years we go through that Elvis buys boats, Elvis buys boats kind of phase mentality. But they don't, they rarely get this like short term boom of gunpowder underneath their stocks. And that's all I'm going to throw down. Boats are the ultimate disposable income purchase. In 40 years of owning lakefront places, you'll talk to long-term uh, vacation homeowners, and they'll say, yeah, when the economy does well, people sell stock and buy boats. 
or like I started the segment when I moved to Marin 25 years ago, I was surprised that Marin was the BMW capital of the world because people were taking money on their homes and buying BMWs. They weren't earning the money. It was appreciating in their home and they did a home equity line of credit. That's kind of interesting to me. I'm not a big ticket person. Um, not in any way, shape or form. Eh, maybe in trouble. I like to buy expensive trouble. Like that model I was telling you about. Rob Black likes fashion models more than business models. Tune in for the next episode of Rob Black and Your Money. Find him online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Congratulations to Italy on their victory at the Euros yesterday. We feel for England. Coach made a very, eh, I don't know how to say this, questionable call. Soccer goes 45 minutes and 45 minutes. So it goes 90 minutes, and they do another 15 and 15. So after 120 minutes, nothing was decided. And at the last two minutes, he, he subs in two fresh players who are supposedly great at, at, at uh, penalty kicks. Both of them missed their penalty kick. It's the coach who is famous in English history for losing a championship on his failed kick. He decided a strategy would work, and it didn't work. So he's now twice bitten by the snake of penalty kicks. Of note, my son yesterday plays keeper. Uh, His semifinal tournament went to penalty kicks, and he won. Proud papa. Nerves of steel. That's one of the things that makes me great at investing is I don't really get emotional win or lose. Um, and to see my kid has that trait, I, I was so stoked for him. Um, something he'll remember his whole life. So Elon Musk is going to court today. You might remember a couple of years ago, he bought his cousin's Solar City. And it looked like Tesla was essentially bailing them out, enriching himself and leaving shareholders holding the bag. There's some truth to that story, as it appears. In 2016, Tesla bought solar energy startup Solar City for $2.6 billion, aiming to build a single integrated sustainable energy company. Musk didn't need much due diligence because all he had to do was call his cousin. Solar City was in bad financial state uh, shape, losing money. They do solar roofs, um, of which I called, a, I called a solar roof company, and they're not getting back to me. What up with that? Um, Tesla's got this really weird thing that their, their tiles are so unique. It's in a roof that's got a lot of action on it. It's, it's gets much more expensive. So solar city was in bad shape. Elon Musk has to go to court. Um, in large part, did they, were the shareholders of solar city given, was the company shopped around enough? Because if not, that's a conflict of interest. Musk can't call his brothers or cousins and say, hey, yo, cuz, I can bail you out with some shares of my company. You good with that? And the company goes, sure, but they don't ever check the market to see if they could have got more. That's a bit of a problem. CEOs owe it to the public when they're a publicly traded company. Uh, Musk only owned about 22% each of Tesla and SolarCity at the time of the deal, meaning he wasn't a corporate autocrat. Um, and he's going to have to go to court and explain 
Billionaires are in space. I think I've hit that story hard enough today. Global tax form. Uh, global tax reform. Interesting to watch this process. It's kind of like sausage. You don't ever really want to look at it. If you overhaul the international tax system, it takes longer than loading a web page in 1995. But countries are trying to make progress. Leaders from the 20 of the world's largest economies, also known as the G20, endorsed a plan. A 15% floor would make it easier for the Biden administration to raise taxes on corporations in the U.S. It'd be harder for companies to find more attractive rates elsewhere. Biden wants to collect up to $2 trillion in revenue from corporate tax increases over the next decade. But I saw Janet Yellen over the weekend say, it's going to be at least into next year before we can get this sausage made. Don't look now. Look over there. Um, Marvel's Black Widow scored $80 million in the box office, the best opening for a movie since the pandemic began. I say congratulations to that. I think I might have fallen asleep for a second. So when I took my kid to a soccer tournament this weekend, we always typically get sushi and a movie on Friday night. So he's relaxed for the Saturday openings. And uh, he looks forward to it. I look forward to it. Eh, not, not my kind of movie, but I understand people liking it. Uh, $60 million in revenue through Disney Plus Premier Access. That's big business. That's real big business. And it's going to change how movies are made. Uh, some shocking pictures out of Lake Mead, where the water crisis is problematic. A reservoir that supplies waters to farmers in California, Nevada, California, and Mexico. Um, I think I said California twice there. First ever water shortage for the lake. You're going to be hearing more about that story in the weeks to come. Home Run Derby is going to take place tonight, and you're going to watch... Uh, this amazing Japanese pitcher, Shoei Otani, hit bombs in Colorado. You get the extra height. But over the weekend, extra altitude is what I should say, not height. Um, over the weekend, some a gun stash was seized at a hotel that it looks like they're planning to shoot up the All-Star game. I don't know the details. But again, it, it brings up this, eh, that's not great. Uh, Friday, we get the new movie Space Jam 2, which I didn't think I was waiting for. And guess what? I'm not. Angela Merkel is visiting the White House for the, what will likely be her final time as the German Chancellor. Um, I got an email from SSA.gov over the weekend, and I highly recommend people do this to kind of get a little bit of a wake-up call. Social Security Administration office said, hey, do you want to check what you're getting in retirement? They don't send the paper statements as often as they used to. You used to get them every year. And what I loved about that paper statement was I could say, wow, hey, kids, look at this. When I was 16 years old, I was making money. It showed every year that I was earning money. I'm like, you guys are a little lazy. You should go get a job like your dad did. Um, now you could still do that by going online and reviewing your account. And the SSA, Social Security Administration, um, they basically said periodically you should check on this and take a look at it. Make sure that your earnings record is correct. Ooh, that would suck. Those years where you're a high earning, there's a typo and you're a low earner and you're expecting the higher social security payments due to the higher earning years. I say just go check because you can see what you're going to get when you retire at 62 and a half. You can see what you're going to get if you get disabled. You're going to see what you're going to get if you wait till 70. I think there's some really good data there to, to help you plan your future. And when rich guy Rob Black goes and he sees that he's going to get $23,000 a year in social security and I'm like, whoa. I can burn through that money fast. 
I'm going to have to change my budget or save more. So Social Security is not what a lot of people think it is. So check it out at ssa.gov, socialsecurity.gov. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more.